We know what we're here for. Yeah, I, I'm, and like I, I, like I, so <laughs> I was more the Schwarzenegger. Know. I'm gonna know. Right? Is while. that uh, from a it, crippling disease as well? No. Yeah. Is <laughs> does is, 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 is so, Austrian a disease? There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. You Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? You're the one who brought it up in the first place. And then immediately chooses to mock the voice. I'm sorry, that just... This month is the greatest time of the year. It is Jean-Claude yes. Van Damuary. And Woo! even though that wasn't originally our plan, we kind of pivoted. We decided it's going to be a villainous Van Damuary. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was a good pivot. Absolutely. So everything we watched this month has featured Jean-Claude Van Damme in a villainous role. Last week, I brought Replicant, uh, one of the surprisingly <laughs> deep entries in the Jean-Claude Van Damme plays multiple characters genre. <laughs> God, it's it's so good. It's yeah. so good though. I loved it. We needed to close out the month with something strong. Jay, what did we watch this week? If there's a movie that's big with a villainous Van Damme in it, it is The Expendables 2 from 2012. And this movie has a cast of stars. It speaks it so to much. my childhood. The the 80s and 90s were good to me. And and Van Damme is our titular villain. It's like a soup made of bees. It's just a <laughs> lot going on. A lot going on. It is a very overstuffed film, yes. <laughs> Before we get ahead of ourselves, Casey, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Uh, you've been killing some time at the airport, uh, just kind of wandering around at this point. You went through a service door that you've probably shouldn't have gone through but it hey like it was four. open right you were already through taxi. security you have two more hours before your flight takes off sure. uh, so you're cutting through some back rooms uh and just as you start walking through the next room you realize you have walked into the middle of a cage match between jean-claude van damme and sylvester stallone who is about to lash out with a Ooh. giant hunk of chain across the room uh, it's not quite going to reach Jean-Claude Van Damme because, you know, we're not at the climax of the battle yet. But you're cutting right between them. So you are going to get clotheslined by this. Okay. <laughs> In the 10 seconds before you get smoked with this chain, sell us on this movie. The cinematic tap-out t-shirt is an orgy of comical masculinity bragging about how it's going to fuck our brains out. But the dialogue is verbal whiskey dick. Eight seconds. Offensive. Offensive. This I feel, movie I feel... Was- this movie was a lot. I'm not complaining. I'm not, I'm not saying sure I'm not wrong, taking Dave. the tap out t-shirt home. I'm just not going to like it, goddammit. All right, before we get into it, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Stallone's Expendables are a hardened mercenary crew, all except Billy, who is Stallone's protege. 
Billy pines for his French girlfriend, which I assume is like a high schooler's Canadian girlfriend, but yeah. signs up for one <laughs> last mission. Don't know. Don't give two weeks notice to your murder, death, kill job. <laughs> you just quit. You don't need to work out the month. Yeah, well, like, 59% of the Expendables is just that danger. You know, so this whole one last mission is is a, you did me dirty years ago and now you owe me favor. From uh, when Stallone took $5 million of Bruce Willis's money. To get even, Stallone just needs to escort a womanly ass kicker to a downed plane so that she can retrieve the movie's MacGuffin. Because none of those guys know how to use a computer. Also, <laughs> I feel like Bruce Willis is like making Stallone pay for like a planet Hollywood. That's what this movie's actually about. And it's like, you promised <laughs> you would plug pan- planet Hollywood. And now I it's mean, time him, to deliver. Willis, Stallone, and Schwarzenegger are the three investors in planet Hollywood. Yeah. I think that's exactly what the Expendables is. You said we could have the Judge Dredd helmet, and all we got was the cod piece. Nobody wants to eat next to Judge Dredd's cod piece, Sly. So I, I'll be honest with you, though. I, I'd eat next to Judge Dredd's cod piece. Absolutely. I'd take my picture with it. Eat seafood chowder out of it, you sick fuck. <laughs> is that an option? Yeah. I'm asking for a friend. If you give Bruce Willis any money, he will do it. Has okay. Planet Hollywood, like, gone through some tough times that they're now, like... <laughs> I'm starting to get... I'm going to start getting weird. You want to rub Good. your nipples on the inside of Freddie Mercury's coat? All right. <laughs> we'll add it to the bill, but 18% gratuity is added. <laughs> Listen, Broke Planet Hollywood is... It's going to be my how far can I push this thing. And I'm just going to start going there and seeing how much money I can spend to push weird things. After the Expendables retrieve the MacGuffin, Billy's captured by the movie suave villain Jean Villaine. Ooh, yeah, that, who is that's that? Right. That is our villainous Van Damme, uh, who is literally named Villain. It's a great name. <laughs> Villain? What does that Google Translate to? <laughs> But Villan shows off how badass he is by murdering Billy in front of the rest of the Expendables. Thank you. Are we supposed to be mad at him for that? <laughs> Billy's the no. worst character. It, he serves a purpose in the movie, which is to die. So thank you for that, Billy, I guess. Turns out the MacGuffin is a map to five tons of pure Soviet plutonium. Jean Villan recruits the local townspeople to export the plutonium because he's got buyers ready. The Expendables try to follow, and after spending the night in an old military base, are ambushed by Villan's men. Hold up and out of ammo, the Expendables are saved by the one man who can defeat an entire army, including its tank, as a lone wolf. That's right, ooh, ooh. Mr. Chuck Norris himself, who came out of <laughs> retirement for this movie. Everyone's favorite ginger. Obviously, the lone wolf can't join up, but he wishes Stallone and crew well. The Expendables free the people who had been recruited by Villan, but the man himself gets away with the plutonium. The Expendables follow Villan to the airport, where they engage in an all-out battle. Schwarzenegger, Willis, and even Chuck Norris join the fight against Villan, but in the end, we get the fight that every 1980s action fan argued about endlessly. Stallone versus Van Damme mano e mano. Oh, what a fight! Sure, Stallone stabs Van Damme in the end, 
killing him, but I feel like the real winner was the audience. Maybe it didn't settle the dispute, because obviously what we want to know is whether Bloodsport Van Dam could take Rocky Three Stallone. But I mean, it was it was satisfying. We'd even take a porn parody. I would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Stallone's done porn. I seen it. That's a dispute worth having, but you know what? The movie goes on. Eh, okay, it doesn't really go on. It just wraps up at this point. Willis says he's even with Stallone and gives him a new plane. But you know what? The Stallone-Van Damme dispute is a lot more interesting than anything the movie's got going on anymore. It is Van Damme-uary, so... It is. Yeah, let's, we got we to gotta talk about our villainous villain Van Damme right up top, because otherwise there's too many other people in this movie that can distract us from our <laughs> primary subject matter. Oh, my God. So, okay, so the first thing I have to say is that, that Villain is just cool as fuck. He is cool <laughs> as a cucumber the whole time. He wears glasses at night. What? Yeah. Yeah, he wears glasses at night. He has a tattoo of the goat of Satan on his neck on for his some fucking reason. neck. Satan. He's he, right. chill. He's always got witty one-liners. He has he no real motivation for none. None. Yeah. He no real motivation are for there. He wears short sleeves. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, I have a whole backstory about his motivation. I have I've a got whole, a whole. <laughs> I got three. <laughs> I've been inside at least two of them. Mm-hmm. Gross. Uh, I don't know that I care. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know that I care for a backstory on Villain. He's an action movie villain. I don't need there to be a backstory for the villain. He's the bad guy. Most of the best Bond villains don't really have back. Well, okay, they give them backstories. I just don't care. I okay. We don't need a we don't need a backstory per se, but like maybe something unique about the character, like when he was like aggressively Mm. vegan in that vegan (laughs) forest story. That's true. That was great. That was fun. He could Um, have used a little like. Right. Maybe uh, maybe turn up the Satanism thing a little bit in this movie. That would have been fun. Yes, I, I'm sad Satanist. that they only reference the Satanism when he first appears, and they never, never ever get, call back to like, it. Like, maybe right. have him sneeze, and someone say, God bless you, and he shoots him. You right, know I mean? yeah, like, yeah. You put that evil yes. on me. Yes, yeah. that would have been so good. Oh, my God, Casey, that would have been brilliant. He had fun with it, though. He right. had fun I wish they would have let him have something a little more so he could be a little flashier. But. Exactly. I think he does. No, I, I think like he, there's a lot more room to. I, I want he, more and more and more. He hints it to you, right? So his whole shtick is that he's getting this plutonium and he's selling it. And he makes an offhand comment. He says, listen, power, world power was balanced, shifted with five pounds of plutonium. And he's got five tons. And he's like, I wonder what it's going to do to world power. Right? He's just running a sociological experiment about yeah, how world power is going to shift it's, when he introduces all of this. It's not about the present. It's about the presentation. And power, <laughs> he needs something zippy, like power perceived as power received or achieved. Ooh, yes. You know, he needs an Ernie Hudson zinger to be like, wow, <laughs> this guy's got it together. That more concise. The other stuff we could have fanned out a bit. 
Yeah. Instead I, of just killing everybody or ordering everybody killed. Ultimately, I was a little let down by him as villain in this movie. And I don't think it was his performance. I just don't think he got enough space for it. There Agreed. is enough. Agreed. There is enough on the other side of this cast that is uh, so over the top that one, we could have trimmed, but that two, he could have shown up like Raul Julia in Street Fighter and just really chewed into this character. Yes. Right. Yes. And gotten that back fully off of it. And we just didn't give him the space for that. And I oh, I hate that I'm going to say this. His henchman, played by Scott Adkins, chewed up too much time that could have been used for Villain and some really good character deaths that he could have done to reinforce his villainy. And I love you, Scott. And you fought Jason Statham in this movie, and I needed that so bad in my life. Oh, that was Let so good. Let me counter with, rather than cutting that out, we should have cut out Mr. Miley Cyrus and his whole storyline was complete in that time we could have gotten a couple lines of dialogue and extended some fight scenes and it would have made the movie so much better. So you can kind of blame Mickey Rourke for that. Mickey Rourke was supposed to come back from the first one and Yeah, he was great the, in the first one. Um and, and he, the third. he ended up leaving at the beginning of of production because of another film opportunity he just took off. And I think the original idea was to have him killed so they wouldn't have had to build that rapport that they have to do, and they could have spent more time. But I agree. Like, however however you figure it out, however you slot it, I wish they would have spent more time with Van Damme because he really did chew up. And I, I agree, Dave, that, that Scott, Scott Adkins took up some of the time. But I agree more with Casey that, that we should keep that and just add more Van Damme time and take away some of the other stuff because he really loves those roles. And when, when as we saw, like, in Enemies Closer – is a really good example when Van Damme is a bad guy and has space to be ridiculous. He just chews through the scenery. Oh, Honestly, yeah. we could have cut Randy Couture. We should have just killed Randy Couture's character. <laughs> that would have been like, oh, dumb guy. We'll miss him. But now it's really time to kick some butt. I yeah, I love Randy Couture as a fighter. Sure. He's the worst part of the Expendables film. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Randy. Agreed. I really I'm love not even going to blame Randy. No. I just don't like the way he's written. It's just, eh. It does. So, I mean, there's... It doesn't I, make I sense. It is such a super band of, like, like right. hey, here's every right. action star of the last 25 years. And Randy. Like, yes, <laughs> I know who he is, but what? I know. Why is he here? Because it was 2010 when the first one came out. UFC was exploding. Look at their wardrobes. Come on, Dave. We gotta have a UFC guy. Chuck Liddell wasn't retired yet. Okay? <laughs> Shit, man. Uh, I just, I can't blame any of this on Van Damme. I just, the only thing, I wish he would have had more room. I think he was perfect. And just, oh, yeah. if they would have let him go, uh, we would have had an even better movie. Turns um, out, if you have a movie with like 17 different a-list actors in it or former a-list actors it's gonna be a little difficult to give everybody space to really do anything everybody wants their screen time dude scott though like you mentioned was absolutely perfect yeah i was scott. getting like a captain hook vibe from him <laughs> anybody get that was absolutely that just getting... okay scott, I was no like, i'm i'm right there with you with scott adkins time? was a 
Scott Adkins was a fantastic henchman in this movie. Uh, he murders people with impunity. He impunity. chews scenery with in his dialogue. Uh, and he's got some great fight sequences, including the one I mentioned with Jason liner? Statham. He wears guyliner a lot, actually. <sighs> Love it. This is a tribal tramp stamp of a film. This is and my culture. How dare you? However you want. And it's not a bad thing. <laughs> Some there that tattoo works on certain people. And I think they have the right people in this film to make it work. Absolutely. Like it, they do know what they're doing and it's very self-aware. This is not Oscar bait cinema. This no. is just a pile. This is like the KFC famous bowl. Yeah, we just took a whole bunch of stuff you like and piled it in there together, baby. Hey, one time this happened on accident and nobody died when they ate it. You yeah. want it, don't you? You want it, you little piggy. I Get do. over here. Fuck I yes, do. I do. Yeah. Give right. Piggy so his good. bowl. That's so the problem. Good. I do. I'll pay 50 cents more for you to dump the coleslaw on top of it for me because I'm a dirty, dirty girl. <laughs> Hundred percent. This movie could have been six and a half hours long if they had just kept making more of it, and I'd have if, watched it. Do you just want to just dump all the ba- the food in a paper bag loosely and shake it, and then pop it in my face? I'll buy that meal too. <laughs> Put my face in it like a horse. A KFC feed bag. Come here, fatty. <laughs> Oh, KFC. I'm sorry. I'm in an abusive relationship with KFC, which is why I avoid it. Because, oh, my God. I almost forgot to ask you guys. What's your fresh maker moment in this film? What's your Jean-Claude Van Damme Mentos freshness moment? Mm, You know, again, the movie's so overstuffed. Jean-Claude doesn't have many opportunities to really go. I think the only thing that qualifies is going to be the end fight sequence with Sylvester Stallone, right? Like running through the airport, escaping into the tunnels. Jay? Um, Controversial, but I think it's also one of the best moments in the movie, which is when Van Damme kicks a knife into Mr. Miley Cyrus's heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like Fresh that. Fresh goes better. Fresh. It meant. Okay, so it starts off with Fresh goes better, where he takes the knife from Stallone, Mentos freshness. Now Scott Atkins has the knife. Fresh goes better. It, slapping it against his. He puts his it neck. up to Mr. Miley Cyrus's chest. Mentos fresh and full of life is when Van Damme kicks it. Into his heart and severs and his aorta. Hard cut on the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's us awesome, full of love. I, yeah, I have a question. I actually have several questions about that scene. Um, because, first of all, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme kicks the knife into Mr. Miley Cyrus's chest using yeah. the front of his foot. So, right. like, does he have on steel toed boots that he's um, kicking the knife handle with? Yeah. Or is he just whacking it with his toes? Do you remember when he was kicking Kickboxer? trees? 
yeah. in Kickboxer, which is a documentary about how he learned how to kick down trees with his legs. Yeah, he chops, he deforests <laughs> a whole nation <laughs> right. of bamboo you know, trees and shit. It just, it made me wonder for a sec. It's like when Jet Li kicked a pool ball out of the air and it was oh the coolest God. goddamn every thing time, in the world. But every yeah, time like, I scream. The second time you watch it, you go, <laughs> wait a minute. Ah! No! Yeah. No! I you just hear what? every fucking bone wait breaking. <laughs> you could probably do that in skate shoes. I feel like he would have to be rocking some Etnies, which would take all the coolness out of the, out of the scene. It would actually ruin it. But I feel like that would be a shoe you could pop because that's just like strapping pillows to your feet and hot gluing grip on the bottom. <laughs> but also, I do want to see that scene when he whacks it out of the air and just immediately screams and crumples to the floor. Yeah, I just a I thought that was a good fresh maker moment. B, it was the best part of the film. See, we got rid of the worst fucking character, and I just yeah. don't see how that's supposed to be a bad thing. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Guy? I'm fine with Mr. Miley Cyrus's role within the film as uh, a sacrificial lamb, right? You know, he, Which is what he is. He, he's very clearly from the first scene he's introduced in, like, oh, you're the one that's gonna die to motivate the plot. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cheap and it's old. But again, this is a very tropey film. I'm cool with that. We don't need to waste as much time on the character as we do, though, when he's obviously a sacrificial lamb. Which also, my follow-up question, have Scott Adkins and Jean-Claude Van Damme practiced this whole, I throw you the knife, you hold it, and then I kick it? So, like, have they had the, like, mess up swinging the hammer moment where Jean-Claude Van Damme has just kicked Scott Adkins in the wrist? Probably. Like a dozen times. Yeah. Probably. Right. He kicked Scott Adkins in the chest, and Scott Adkins was like, bad, bad bet. Right. Wrong bet. Oh. Okay. No. Oh, so, are oops. you talking about when Scott Adkins told him to kick him full strike? Because he's like, no, I can handle it. I've I want it to look real. I'm good. Right. I want it to look real. And then fucking he kicked him, and he was like, don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't. Um. Man. I really wish they would have had more Jet Li in this film. Jay said something about they had, like, scheduling conflicts or something like that. Yeah. But he was a highlight of this movie for me. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed his fight sequence when he's clearing a room. His, unlike the other fight sequences, there's no superfluous movement. Everything he does is very pointed and he knows exactly where he needs to be, and it, he's never pausing visibly. It's all really, it's wonderfully timed. I, I just love Jet Li. I love that scene because Jet Li takes two pots and pans and beats the shit out of people, and it's really well done. There's, there's some wide shots, not a whole lot of cuts. We get to see him take out sometimes three or four people before we get a cut, and Jet Li is a fucking master. It is brilliant Hong uh. Kong Kung Fu. I want to watch Romeo Must Die. Despite the overwhelming amount of action movie talent in this movie, there actually isn't that much great combat in it. But Jet Li's fight is one of the cleanest in the movie and also one of the most creative with the use of the pots and the pans. It's just a really fun sequence. And obviously Jet Li's insanely talented. So um, fun facts. Uh, Donnie Yen turned down starring in the movie. Uh, not that he would replace Jet Li, but just just additional. Oh, he was just going to be also, another one in. The one that really would have made this: 
Jackie Chan was interested but had scheduling conflicts and wasn't able to. And I just want Jackie Chan in everything, so... <laughs> okay, well, in my head, Chuck Norris is Chuck Norris from Sidekicks and Jackie Chan is Jackie Chan from Jackie Chan's Adventures. And those people would be friends. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Your friends, Dave? Are you in the middle? Are you the meat in the middle? Is that what you're aiming for? I'm the sidekick, Casey. Yeah. You're a yeg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about before that diversion. Jet Lee. Jet fucking Lee. Yeah, Jet Li has one of the cleanest fights of the movie. We we get a fight scene that I have really wanted to see for a long time in Jason Statham versus Scott Adkins, but it's actually not really that great. Um, like there's it's it's okay, it's just fine. It's not lit super well, and it's not terribly creative. No, I think Jason Statham's priest fight was better. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was way yeah. better. Oh, and Jason Statham's get one- priest fight is. Ah, molto bene. Love it. Yes. First of all, it opens with Jason Statham in a monk outfit saying, I now pronounce you man and knife. Which <laughs> stabbing a man. Yeah. It's, right. Yeah. He pulls out a knife and stabs a man immediately after that. Fucking love it. That is so, so terribly cheesy. Yes. But when Jason Statham says it and follows it up with a knife to the chest, I'm on board. I was yelling that growly triumphantly. Voice. I now pronounce you. Man and knife. And I was like, yeah. Man and knife. Oh, oh my fuck. God. I wish I knew how to play fuck. an electric guitar. I would fucking riff after that. And what what is the, the swinging thing called? He is a uh, censure. Yeah. Yes. He uses one of those as like a mace. It's just beautiful. And it's a and nice it's creative fucking, element. And it's a wide shot. They shoot it wide out. So you see him hit two people on either side of him. It's very well done. Yeah. <sighs> Jason Statham is a phenomenal action talent that I right. I don't think right. gets to step forward often enough. And even in the Expendable series, they have a little bit too much time of him just throwing knives, which looks cool, but it doesn't really take advantage of his talents. Right. And you this can fight scene just drawing a knife. Exactly. And this fight scene really takes advantage of just how skilled he is at the craft. It's fucking great. So I think to return to the Adkins fight. I agree that it's maybe not the most exciting fight, but it is dramatic. And the the dramatic tension, uh, especially the turn at the end with the brass knuckles and knocking scat scat I don't want to see the parody of that. Yeah, wait, Casey, let's check in on this thirst now. The turn at the end where he takes Scott Adkins, spins him around, knocks him with the brass knuckles into the helicopter propeller and he just shreds him, is fucking great. I just watched Casey talk herself <laughs> into some <laughs> terrible things. Are you getting down on some Scott Adkins? Um, I'm weighing my options here. <laughs> I, I would have to draw up a contract. <laughs> Ooh. I'd have to be guaranteed some things. Yeah, I, I want to take a class first. 
it's it's by no means a bad fight sequence. I like the asymmetrical weaponry in Jason Statham pulling out his brass knuckles that were earlier in the movie, which was well established. That's a nice callback to it. And Scott Adkins having his like ridiculous ass Klingon looking knife that he <laughs> bought at a mall somewhere in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so, a legitimate samurai knife, Dave. <laughs> It's by no means a bad fight sequence. It just could have been better, especially given the talent involved. A little bit better lighting, a little bit longer yeah. shots. It yes. just, you know, it wasn't quite where I would have hoped it would be. I guess on the flip side, the other really good fight in this film is the final fight, the Van Dam versus Sly. I don't know. Let's weigh in, Casey. Let's start with you. What do you think of the Van Dam Sly fight? Um, it could have been longer, seeing as it was the final fight of the film. It was kind of dark. I I don't know. I've just seen a lot better fights, and I don't know. I was kind of underwhelmed. Okay. I feel like they did my boy dirty. Um, why was his shirt on? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really have too much to say about it. Van Damme or Stallone? Obviously, Van Damme. I've seen enough of Stallone. I have watched the porno. Uh, okay, I've skipped through the porno. It was a lot. It Van was Damme? a lot. It's like an hour long. I don't do, want to see that. Okay, do you think the best part was Van Damme's two flying roundhouse kicks? No, the best part was... <laughs> oh, that Van Damme did or of that fight? Yeah, that Van Damme did of that fight. Oh, uh, I mean, that's really all he did in the fight. Basically, yeah, I Stallone was kind of beaten up on him. I did love the roundhouse kicks just because he roundhouse kicks Stallone and knocks him to the ground. He does the bad guy, get up. And yeah. then he roundhouse kicks him again and gives a bad guy line, and he goes back down. And in that moment, I just wanted that to loop for like nine more yeah. times. Right, yeah, Like yeah, a yeah, John yeah. Mulaney what's just, new pussycat yeah. bet. Spam, is, if spam wins the fight, Absolutely. then it wins the fight. Just just keep doing that for a while and then move on and don't acknowledge it. I want to think like a high stakes game of Smash Brothers last night doing that. And I was like, I know the other person on the other yeah. side of that right. screen is screaming at me, <laughs> but fuck you. But un- fuck you. I'm winning. <laughs> but unfortunately, The Expendables 2 doesn't have the balls to spam down B. So it continues on the fight sequence, which I got to agree with you, Casey, is really nothing special overall. Uh, there was a couple of good roundhouse kicks, and I really, I love the pose off at the end when yeah. Stallone pulls out like 10 feet of gigantic ass chain and starts swinging it around like he's some medieval villain. I love it aesthetically. It's beautiful. It's great. Uh, him using it as a really impractical whip to grab yeah. Van Damme and pull him <laughs> into him and stab him was yeah. a very Judge Dredd moment, and I, I absolutely loved that. loved that. But the rest of the fight overall, eh, it's kind of just fine. I would have liked to have seen like uh, Scott Adkins turn on Van Damme. I would have liked to have seen a fight between those two. I feel like that would have been a much more dynamic and exciting fight. But, yeah, the Stallone fight was meh. It was okay. I, I would have liked him to have another fight where he fought someone and killed him. That would have been really great. And it would have built the, the villain character more. Right. It would have given him a win. You know, the, and then uh, I, I agree with you guys on the, the Stallone-Van Damme fight. There were certainly pockets of it. There were moments that were really great. That pose off, 
the kill at the end, the roundhouse kick and spamming, but it <laughs> it overall I like I would have loved what I really would have loved to have seen is when they're on the top floor and they have that gap is like Stallone maybe doing like a running around and then having Van Damme jump and do the splits and fucking hitting him or something, right? Like Use that space. Use Van Damme. We didn't get any splits. And that would have been a great way of introducing it and spicing up the fight. This is like two weeks in a row no splits. That's true. This is a weird Van Damme-uary. It has been a very Wait, strange no. Van we had splits in Replicant. They were upside oh, yeah, we down did. splits. Oh, yeah. It was oh. the week before there was no Ooh. splits. Yeah. Enemies closer. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's hard to talk about the action because a solid like 20% of the action in this movie is just what I call poster poses. It's just people holding guns yeah, like, and firing them off screen in a cool right. way. Yeah. And like that's I, I I'm okay with that. I'm not knocking sure, that. That's still a lot of fun and we have some great poster posers in this movie. You know? <laughs> like getting to see Schwarzenegger poster pose next to Willis is a pretty right. Mm. right. Getting Schwarzenegger and Willis both poster posing and quoting their movies at each other. Right. Oh right. my god. Or no. that was I'm sorry. awful. Okay. That was Hold awful on. and it hurt. Shut up. It wasn't for you. It wasn't it for, was for me. It was for me. It was for me. There is there is some really good continued action scenes. I love Schwarzenegger and Willis in the doorless smart car, shooting fucking assault <laughs> rifles out each side, driving through an airport. That is what I come for. Wait a minute. I like Terry Crews using a man like a baseball <laughs> bat to hit a post on a house. That was fantastic. Right. Right. Yeah. Is this like, you know, showing off Scott Adkins' amazing martial arts abilities? Absolutely not. This is pure, just absolute schlock, and I am here for it. Right. But there's one problem with Expendables 2 where the poster posing goes a little bit too far, and it's the airport sequence. So Jean Valon escapes into the airport, right? Um, and as he starts going through and making his way, um, all of the people start evacuating out of the airport because, you know, it's a busy airport. There's a ton of civilians in there. And then there's that scene where uh, all of the expendables start shooting at Villan uh, through a glass wall in the airport. Standing oh, straight yeah. on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, they're all just standing there shooting through the glass at him. Nobody attempts to take any cover. Here's the problem. That glass is all frosted and the airport on the other side of it is still very full of people yes. in it. <laughs> None of them can see what they're shooting at. They're just doing the no Russian scene from COD 4 and <laughs> mowing down people in this. And it ruins it for me every time I watch this. The vehicles throughout this movie are fantastic, but that opening sequence where they come they come absolutely steamrolling their way into town on yeah. some shit that looks like a cross between like Mad Max and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles vehicle. Joe. Mad Max yeah. and G.I. Joe. I was it's, so confused. Like, when did they have time to paint little sayings on their vehicles? That's Number the one, best they, part. Like, they In my head, sayings. canon, all of that is Terry Crews. Okay. Fair enough. He's the crafty one of the group. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. I, I saw this movie in theaters when it came out. I have not seen it since. So this was kind of like watching it all over again. I was surprised every moment. Um, I said until after like 20 minutes in the movie, I was like, 
Jet Li has the best English in this film because I did not understand <laughs> a fucking word Dolph Lundgren said the entire <laughs> opening scene at all. Sylvester Stallone, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I couldn't understand anybody until it is. fucking Jet Li showed. I was like, thank you, a familiar face. Okay. It, 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 there's a lot going on in this movie accent-wise. That's a lot. Like, my favorite is when you have Stallone, Arnie, Dolph, Jet Li, Statham, and Terry Crews, and they're basically all speaking a different English. And Van Damme. <laughs> right, and Van Damme. And Scott yeah. Atkins, yeah. weird Eastern European, even though he's right. British. Right. I don't know where this fits in anything, but I just keep seeing this crop up in my notes. Quote, I want to choke Dolph Lundgren down a zip line. He <laughs> <laughs> got to wear a guy like a backpack, and I want to be that backpack. I don't think that you could choke Dolph Lundgren. He retroactively no ruined our honeymoon. Because now I'm like, wow, that zip line was <laughs> whack. I didn't know that riding Dolph Lundgren was one. I could choke him down a mountain for sure. Also, I'm changing my answer. My Mentos Freshmaker is the implied training montage of JCVD kicking Scott Adkins' wrists like a dozen times before they <laughs> successfully stab a guy with it. That's my fresh maker moment. Yeah, like he's in a cast, and that's the moment he sits in the wet paint. But as he gets stronger, he decides to roll the pinstripe suit on. I They're so triumphant. They really that. just like, you know, you can that turn your day around with that's Mentos. That's such a bold commercial. Like, no one would notice that you painted stripes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like. Like, all right, that's the ultimate gaslighting test. You want to find out if you can gaslight everybody? Paint pinstripes on your suit, and then go out and let them look, tell them they're stupid when they question wing. your suit. Right. Do you think this is how we ended up with those sweatpants that look like jeans? Yes. And because yes. somebody was just like, I, you know, like everyone in his office was like, am I taking fucking crazy pills? <laughs> We're just not going to mention the sweatpants. Right. <laughs> you can put a lipstick on a pig, but they are not jeans. <laughs> they are not jeans, and it's not in the handbook. Right. They're literally or, drawn on. The, right. Everything is drawn on. It's one-dimensional. <laughs> Or maybe it's the fact that if you're the type of person willing to find loopholes that allow you to wear sweatpants <laughs> to the office, your coworkers don't want to talk to you anyways. But like twice I have at work, I'm like, fuck off. I'm on my period. It's either these pants or I don't come in. Nothing fits. I'm bloated. And they're like, all right, go sit down. I think that the expendables reminds me a lot of eighties action movies. I love like, I think about Tango and Cash, and it has this very similar rhythm to this movie. And in some of the same kind of style scenes, right? The zip lining, um, the, the relationship between the two main action stars that's somewhat adversarial, but they work together in times of need. I, I love it because it very much is an homage to my childhood and the things that I grew up on. It's and a it, violent it plays waltz. Talk, fight, fight, talk, fight, fight, <laughs> talk, fight, fight. It works. I yes, I, I like it. I 
I don't. It's a. It's a, sure. It's probably because I've watched so much of it that it's familiar to me. I don't care. I love it. I'm. I'm gonna just say I did not love the dialogue. I think no. a lot of the one-liners well, were fucking blasphemy. terrible. I'm, we're not Blast counting I now pronounce you man and knife because that <laughs> yes, was yes. brilliant and it was a gem and it had me literally screaming. I Jake love can the attest. one-liners. Yeah, the dialogue is absolutely atrocious. I'm not oh, going to dispute you. Right, I have right. to say something after every, the last person dies in a fight. Scene, yes, like, yes. Well, he was in yeah. a hurry. And for that reason, and because of what it is, again, a love letter to old action movies, I absolutely love the cheesy dialogue. The absolute best for me is the scene when they're flying the Expendables plane in to attack Villan's uh, mine. And (laughs) Jason Statham is loading bombs for Sylvester Stallone to shoot them, right? And every time Jason Statham loads a bomb, he has to shout a different pithy one-liner up to Stallone. Uh, well, I think the first one, baby wants roll. to travel. Yeah, baby wants to travel. That's yeah. right. And then Stallone shots fire and they fire. And then he loads another one and it's a baby's in the hole. Fire, fire. This is not at all how a firing team works, but I fucking no. love it so goddamn much. We have had some fun with the Expendables 2, but it is that time. Dave. 2012's The Expendables 2, would you watch it again? That's a dumb question. This is such a stupid (laughs) fucking question. Of course I'm going to watch it again. I watch one of The Expendables every Thanksgiving. Is that a tradition in your household? It is, absolutely. When I get home from whatever else I have going on, I grab a drink and I watch one of The Expendables films. Nice. I like that. You know, it's a routine that I enjoy. So, yeah, of course I'm going to watch The Expendables 2 again. Is it a good movie? Uh... Fuck no. But, like, <laughs> look at the cast list and you know if you want this or not in your life. <laughs> you don't need to know what it's about. Everyone's here. Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone, JCVD, Jet fucking Lee. Although he pieces out ten minutes in. On any given night, there's a 50-50 shot I'm watching a movie starring one of these actors. So, of course, (laughs) I'm going to watch The Expendables 2 again, despite the fact that it is not a good fucking movie. Uh, Casey, how about you? If you apparently haven't seen this since it was out in theaters, coming back and revisiting it from 2012, The Expendables 2, would you watch it again? Listen, Mr. Miley Cyrus really rubbed me the wrong way, and we spent way too <laughs> much time really letting him talk. He just is mediocre. I'm he still really mad. Yeah. There was way too many cooks to let Van Damme shine and play up the sexual tension between Statham and Sly. <laughs> but that being said, it's a good vacuuming film, as Dave likes to call it. Yeah. You can just have this on, and anytime you turn around, something fun's probably going to be happening. It's action. It's fun. It's ridiculous. I always adore watching Terry Crews swing a man like a Louisville slugger. So, yes. <laughs> yes. I will He's watch so Expendables 2 again. But, Jay, you kind of you kind of shoehorn this one in. I got to know, would you watch The Expendables 2 again? I did kind of shoehorn this in. But I feel like this is peak shitty cinema. And I obviously have, I, I think, the, this entire time fawned over The Expendables 2. Because because the people that made this movie had me in mind. And they they nailed the target. Absolutely. Yes, of, 
I, I, I've watched this several times. I love it. I think it's a ridiculous ride. I'm going to watch The Expendables 2 again. But that's it. The verdict is in. Three out of three of us are going to watch The Expendables 2 again. But ladies and gentlemen, it's up to you. Would you watch The Expendables 2 again? Let us know on Facebook. Casey, what do we have going on next week? Sadly, we are bringing Van Damuary to a close. But fear not. We're still going to keep it action-packed, if you know what I'm saying. We are going incognito next month. So we're watching all films spy. I really yeah. thought about bringing Double Team with him and, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, oh, God. Rodman, because it's a spy <laughs> buddy Rodman. movie. Van Damme kind of try to stretch it out five weeks. Sometimes I do that. But I decided to actually go with a sequel to a film we've already enjoyed on this podcast, Hard Ticket Ooh. to Hawaii. I'm bringing Picasso Trigger, an oh, Andy no. Sedaris gem of girls g-strings and guns i've never watched this uh but i'm very excited too i can only assume it is like every other andy sedaris film so we're There's in for a fucking so treat many bad fake boobs check us out on facebook at sh.tty cinema twitter at bad movies bad people pbl instagram at casey.cinema patreon slash shitty cinema or shittycinema.com Check out the description below if you didn't catch all that. If you want to give us a little help, give us a thumbs up on Facebook or Spotify and share this podcast with a friend. In the meantime, let's turn out the lights, put on our skull ring, <laughs> and go to a bar with a bunch of dudes who really like accessories. Hey, I just got the news today. I just got some more money from J.B. Wallace. He don't play. He's going to give us a dollar here. Give us a dollar there. Give us a dollar to eat cookies out of his booty. Hey, he's J.B. Wallace and he won't call us, but he does give us money on the Patreon. The Patreon, not the patriarchy. <coughs> We're a coughing podcast. Huh?